Hey, guys, you know what's really nice this time of year? What? Gifts. You're lucky because we have something for you. Our new sponsor, Deep Creek Glassworks. So you can get ornaments. They have customizable colors and um, pattern options. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much great gifts for anybody. If you want like a Pollyanna, Secret Santa, something for the family. Wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. No, you're getting good quality with the glass. It is definitely, uh, it can withstand curious cats, wagging dog tails, pretty resilient, fast shipping in crush resistant boxes. So you know your product is going to get there. As an extra bonus to our listeners, you can get 10% off of your purchase by using the promo code SUPERFUN when you go to their website. That's Deep Creek Glassworks, W-O-R-X dot Etsy dot com. Bonus code! Bonus code! Welcome to the Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go! Mega Ultra Between Review Show! Show! Never gets old. All right, guys. uh, Today, I was thinking we would do what is one video game? It can be a trope. It can be something that a company does that you don't want to see companies do in the following year. Hmm. Something you'd like to see die off. Huh. I have mine. I, I know exactly what mine is. Okay. What's yours? I want games to stop thinking it's a fully immersive experience to eat and drink in a game like i feel like too many mainstream games try to take that and shoehorn it into games that don't need it oh, i can get I, that I, I know what you're getting at so like like there are games that would literally be more enjoyable if you didn't have to worry about eating and drinking like uh, oh so you're talking about like a survival kind of kind of thing <laughs> yeah certain survival games uh, <laughs> it's a genre. Hold on. Hold on. No, so I know. I know. Surviving is a genre, and, and that genre you have to like. You have to pick up supplies, and you have to feed yourself, and make sure that you're you're warm or or cool based yeah. on the the temperature like, and like, um, like the temperature stuff's okay. I kind of get that. It's a little more interesting that way. But literally, the f- eating food and drinking and like worrying about your oxygen levels. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not specifically talking oh, oh. about survive. Oh, okay. But Swimming with the O2 meter. Because you, you, at this point, when you're listening to this, like you'll already have heard our input on what survive was. But I, uh, I don't. I just don't like the whole oh eat and drink in any any game. Uh, I feel like it gets shoehorned in. Like um, in Fallout New Vegas, you had to drink water in hardcore mode. I think. I don't know if you have to do it in the normal game, but I know what you—I know what you mean. Yeah, like it's just it, shit like that just bothers me. No, I get that. I don't know. In Seven Days to Die, which I still actually I just started playing again with my cousin, and that's a survival game like that. And you have to you have to feed yourself, um, or you lose health and stamina, and you have to drink, otherwise you you know get dehydration. It's really not. The, it's it's sort of like an early game issue, and then once you put like ten hours into your base or 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 less, it's like no big deal. Like you need to make make a campfire, boil some water, and you're you're golden. You're fine. Right. If you have like a point blank thing, like uh, it annoyed the shit out of me that I had to do it in Fallout seventy six, or all of my AP would go down. That's the oh. only thing it did. Ew. It just wouldn't allow you to have AP, so you couldn't run. You couldn't sprint. It's like 
but it had two meters affecting one meter. I see. And it's like, okay, cool. So I have to, and then you have to like purify your food and shit like that. Like maybe I just don't like the hardcore survival games like that. That sounds pretty tedious. It was super fucking tedious. Like, you had to build up your base to a point where you're, like, getting generators and you have to find certain um, schematics to be able to even do this stuff and replicate it in a way. And you couldn't do it for food, period, in Fallout 76. You had to find food and cook it. So you're constantly, like, running around killing fucking wild animals, bringing them back, cooking them. And then it's like, it just, it sucked. Uh, this it irradiated sucked. dog meat doesn't do anything for my stamina. I didn't even like <laughs> it. In, I, I'll be honest. I didn't even like it in Red Dead Redemption. I thought that was shoehorned in. I thought you were gonna you were gonna get there. Uh, maybe the, for the moonshine, it kind of bugs me. I I did like that. Okay, it's a new morning. I need to go have some coffee. I need to have. Well, I'm not stew because that wouldn't happen until noon. But I kind of liked that pattern. It it made sense. That I felt was a little bit more immersive. I mean, you don't need coffee to survive in in the world. I don't need to stop and, and hey, have coffee. Speak for yourself. You can start <laughs> now in the game. Uh, you can start your day at the camp. You know, people are mulling around. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm just gonna walk over to the campfire and pour some coffee. I liked that. Sure, as a, as a point of immersion, but I don't think it should affect your character. Well. Uh, okay, but I, I thought your point was that it, it it's not good for immersion. No, no, no. So in certain games, it can be immersion. Right, okay. In in other games, it's not at all. Like, I didn't think in Fallout it did anything for the immersion. I thought it was an annoyance. When it's done well, it, it, it can be a point of immersion, and, and I appreciate that. Right, okay. And, like, certain aspects of Red Dead, sure, like going and getting, like, food and coffee in the morning, that was a cool thing, but, like, you know... You're not always at the camp every night. Yep. Like if you can't by yourself, then you're you're having to do it manually. And like even then, like when you have to do it manually in that game, you're like te- you can't be like, oh, well, I have all this stuff. I'm just going to craft this all at once. You have to craft one at a one at a time. time. That's and true. Like that's and like true. it just it it drags games out. So that's I, that's my biggest. I, yeah. I think that the biggest issue with that, and I can't speak on a lot of those games that you were talking about, but I, I do know what you're talking. About. Um, I think it's the ratio. That, that it's in games. There's never good returns. What you do all the shit and it's like, okay, cool. Here's well, yeah, it, it just it's too frequent in it. Like, let, let's say you're sitting down and playing for like two hours. How many times would you have to do it in a two hour span? Maybe oh, I see. two or three times. But realistically, it's not matching up with like like in game. Yeah, in a way, it's a it's an unrealistic amount of eating that you have to do in a time frame comparatively to other stuff that you're getting done mm. where it's just becoming it's getting in the way of day-to-day things because you're constantly trying to fill up this meter that isn't on a realistic time frame yeah so no, one, fine no one point. Eats, no one eats like nine times a day well speak for yourself <laughs> no but like like full like this is like, like oh, full you don't meals eat nine yeah. fucking steaks a day no one does that if they do <laughs> they'd be dead really quickly probably Joe rogan Pull that Just shit kidding. up, Jamie. But like, yeah, like exactly what you're saying. I like 100 percent agree. Like, no one. E- it's it's a um, it's an inequivalent. Yeah. To to actual like, and that's like more towards what I was saying, where it breaks that immersion. Like, okay, if I have to eat and drink three or four times a day, like meals mm-hmm. in a game. And a day takes longer than an hour to go through. Sure, great, that's fine. But like, man, it it just it, it sometimes they get so convoluted with the shit. It's just 
annoying. That was my that was my main gripe. Okay. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'll go next. Yeah. Um. Th- this has been a gripe of mine since I was kind of a kid, and it's gotten worse over time. And there's a couple different facets to this, and I'll, I'll explain each one. But I want to see more games release 100% completed. Damn it. That was You mean but yeah. on-disc DLC? No, I don't. If they're going to do DLC, it should be a part of the regular game. I don't think there should be day one patches. Like, I think if they need to delay it to fix the game, they should do that. I don't like the pre-order bonus content. Like, it's just... Everybody's playing all these different versions of the game because, oh, I bought the DLC. Oh, I got the, the day one bonus content. Deluxe edition. Uh, yeah. Or I, I'm playing offline, so I never got that downloadable patch. Like, like there's so many. Like, I just want to see a completed, well-polished package yeah. with a nice little like ribbon on top. I'll, like, I'll jump on board with this with you because that's actually mine. It's like if you're going to have a game that you're releasing, have it done. Don't have it like 75-80% done. Push it out so you can make extra money instead of just pushing it back maybe another six months. Hell, some of it like even a year. Just so that way it's an actual completed game I can play completely through. Just like, you know, all the other people instead of, you know, having to wait till, oh, well, we weren't quite done with this. So we're just going to release it as DLC. Now, sometimes they might do it right and just release it as, like, a free DLC. Because, like, hey, we fucked up, we weren't done, we wanted to give you a product, but it wasn't the finished product. Whereas some other companies will give it to, like, basically, here's your release game, and then, oh, well, we kind of wanted to add this, but we're going to make you pay fourteen ninety nine for it. Oh, and then there was this other one at fourteen ninety nine for that, too. It's like the amount of extra money on top of, like, the 60 65 bucks that you're paying for a brand new game and then plus another 30 45 dollars even 60 dollars for the rest of the DLC it's fucking ridiculous like i get it like companies want to make money that's how they keep going that's how they pay their people but it's not really in my mind like a good ethical way to do it but i mean it's business i get it but it's it it really grinds my gears a, a lot of it is making me think of it's because of the business nature of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent is. And because um, I'm thinking like deadlines and and the amount of money that that you get versus how much content is there. Like in in the '80s, it was fifty or sixty dollars for a game, and it's still fifty or sixty dollars for a game. That's still a lot of money for a game. But overall, when you adjust for inflation and everything else, like maybe okay, in terms of the business side, and I am not. I am not saying that games need to be more expensive. I'm just saying like they they they're it's it's a survival tool almost. Yeah. Like they they need to tack this stuff on to make their margins or profits whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that I like it. I'm just saying that's the reason that that kind of thing is there. Yeah. Um, you understand it. You don't necessarily support I don't it, but you yeah. but you understand it. Yeah. Also but, but they're they're dragging out uh their development on certain games and hindering or they're delaying the progress on future games, essentially, because they they keep tailoring back. How can we make another buck off of this previous title right. when they could have just boom, that's our finished game, and then started development on you, another game? Do you have some like specific games that you're specifically have in mind? Because like, they, I mean, so, it, it kind of branches off to to a lot, like because like I I, I me, me personally, um, I the more I looked into the whole day one patch thing, because it really used to annoy me. 
I get day one patches uh, because a game has to go gold two months before they can sell it, and technically that's when they're done. So if they realize that they want to change something and then that gets patched, and and I get that because it's not technically released. You know, they don't like day one patches aren't necessarily made two days before the game comes out. They're like, okay, we did this. But when it's an incomplete game and it has like a giant day one patch, I hate that. Like where they're like, oh, we went gold in this state with like a bunch of known shippable bugs, and yeah, we're fixing them all in a yeah. day one patch. But yeah. I, that's a problem. They shouldn't have approved to like have a completed date until they knew the game was complete, though. Well, so there's a there's literally a, a term called known shippable bugs where there's a threshold um, set up by companies that like. You can have this amount of bugs and ship a game still, which I think is a dangerous precedent because now everyone does it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, I, I thought it was interesting um, because, all right, take a game like Dark Souls 3, for example, okay. right? I would have had no problem buying the DLC for that game because there is a 60-hour fucking game there. Right. And then I wanted more. As soon as I, you know beat the end of the game i was like cool dlc time and i was fine with it i mean i had the addition that came with the dlc you know and stuff like that like but for a game that's like only 10 hours long and then they're selling 20 dollar dlcs and stuff like that and it only adds another hour that's like two. an early yeah. access though thing though and i realized that I this is not this is not an early access discussion right no not no at all. okay no um because early access isn't really on consoles uh, okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, like I, I honestly like certain certain DLC. I don't have a problem with, and some I do. Like if there's not enough substantial game there, to in my mind be like, okay, yeah, I would pay fifteen dollars to play another six hours of this game. Like, yeah, but that should have came in the the original game. Like if they were planning that content, it should have come with. The original game. Again, I'm I'm not playing devil's advocate here, but I think what you're what you want is you want like your N64 cart. That's what that's what you want. I I you wanna want to pay want sixty dollars and have everything that they're going to do you with want that. The whole thing right there. Yes. No patches. No no issues. No no nothing. I I completely understand wanting that. I I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that all consoles are now hooked up to the internet. Yeah if, yeah. 100%. If you mm -hmm. yeah. if you couldn't you know do a patch then then they wouldn't. And I agree that I'd rather see the game be delayed and come out complete, perfect, yeah, or or better than than an early rush job. See, it's it's also like one of those weird things where like patches and DLC and things like that are a newer concept to console only gamers. True. Whereas if you're a PC gamer, the whole idea of like expansions and and patches and stuff. That's something we've been dealing with since the 90s. Yeah. So I grew up with patches and stuff. I have no problem with patches. I get expansions. Like Diablo had some amazing expansions. Oh, God, yeah. But the, but the problem is a lot of companies can't invest that time for... Well, DLCs are different. And again, it's a, the amount of content that you get there. Um, but like, I agree with the pre-order bonuses. I've seen pre-order bonuses break games. Again, Fallout, New Vegas. Um, for the hardcore mode. Pay to win. No, if you if you pre-ordered the game, you got a canteen that automatically sipped you water, and it broke hardcore mode because you didn't have to worry about water in Fallout New Vegas. Gotcha. If you pre-ordered the game, 
And that's sh- that's fucking huge. I think you can oh, still yeah. find that. I think I have that canteen in New Vegas. Well, they eventually unlocked it for oh, everybody because yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone fucking complained about it. Oh, okay. Because if you didn't yeah. pre-order it at fucking GameStop, everybody like wanted this fucking canteen. They're like, cool, you broke the game for a, you know 75% of your players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're on multiple discussions here. We're talking about day one patches. We're talking about early um, or, um, pre-order bonuses, and we're talking about DLC. Uh, pre-order bonuses, you know, it's one of those things where you're right. Like on the surface or when you when you look at your, your bank balance, you're like, well, I didn't need the $80 version of this game. But when Red Dead 2, like a pre-order started, I was like, oh, man, I want to get like the the top the top tier it's like what what is that what drives that why why would i want to do that because i'm just excited for the game i'm willing to spend more money and and they they take advantage of it like i i don't know i think i got the uh i got the special edition i don't mind i, I don't mind physical oh true like, like if you get swag for it sure yeah it's yeah, like cool fine. i got an awesome if you want to if you want to charge more for that i get it because it's it's a bunch of different products you know all wrapped up together like that that's different yeah, i'm yeah. okay yeah, with that yeah, yeah. I, I think kind of what you're talking why do why do you want to spend the extra money for it when you know you're getting more content I think it's because you know I don't know you don't want to miss out it's it's because it's been around for so much yet it's from you have a fear of missing out so what if instead of FOMO yes FOMO. <laughs> so like uh, for Red Dead where if you got the if you pre-ordered it you got Warhorse Warhorse right and then if you got the next upgrade you got Warhorse and these outfits and something else. Sometimes it might be just a fear of missing out from it. Sometimes for some people it might be, well, I want to be able to get stuff that someone else can't get because they didn't do it. And then they make another tier after that for, oh, this person only paid an extra $20. I'll pay an extra 40 bucks and get even more than that person where it's like trying to like one up like another person. I mean, I know that's not for everybody. It's a very broad general statement, but I think for at least a, a decent percentage, that's part of it. it it's kind of like, hey, oh, I got, I got Warhorse. Oh, well, I got this and and this gun. It's like who's like swinging, like who's got the bigger dick. I didn't even think of the psychology part of it. Like I didn't, I didn't think about. Sorry, that. when you said that, it's just like no, kind of like it, it triggered me a little, triggered a little bit of why, why do we actually like? Has it been? Have we as consoles gotten smarter and there's more different ways of like delivering the content to us? Are we kind of being trained to think a certain way so we spend more money for this type of stuff? Uh, kind of. I, I, th- I think maybe. I, I'm thinking now of Resident Evil 2. I pre-ordered it, right? And the the salesperson said, oh, did you want to get the deluxe edition? And if he hadn't asked, I wouldn't have gotten it. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll get it. And it was an extra, you know, 10, 15 bucks. I think, I think it was 70 for, for Resident Evil 2, the deluxe. And I've got it at home. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, why did I, why did I even get the deluxe edition? Like... I I was anticipating the game, but nothing like Red Dead Two or some of the other games yeah. coming out. Like I, you know, Resident Evil Two, I enjoyed it, but I I wasn't that hyped for it. It's like, oh, it's coming out. Okay, great. I'll I'll pre-order it. Why did I Why did I get the extra? What, shit? What a, couple, get? a couple costumes. Why Why did yeah. I Why did I do that? I'm. It will make no huh. difference on my on my playthrough. And uh, uh, cool collectibles is what gets me to buy the bigger sets. Mm-hmm. Like I did it for. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. I did it for Infamous Two. I did it for um, Persona Five. Like when I get a bunch of stuff, I'm cool spending that extra money. Um, but also, like it it it's weird. It's this weird thing. So like for multiplayer games, I completely understand why people get nickel and dimed. Yeah. 
Uh, I, okay. Not loot boxes. I specifically don't want to okay. talk about loot boxes okay. here. Um, but like, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. Right. If they would have just put that out as a sixty dollar game, you wouldn't have any of the extra stuff, and that game would be dead right now. Well, that's hard to argue. Yeah. Uh, but they need people buying the extra stuff to to go in, and they also give you what. They did it the right way where you can earn in-game currency to unlock everything. Like, Harry hasn't spent any extra money other than your 60, really, right? But, like, for me, like, I, I didn't want to... I, I didn't have the time to put in that Harry did, and so I spent the money, and I willingly knew what I was doing, you know what I mean? I was like, buy, I'll, I'll buy a season pass that gives me eight fucking character, extra characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, I think games as a service... Depending on the initial price point and what you're getting, it's okay. Like, Destiny is the thing that kind of bends me on that. Where I think sometimes, like, like the original Destiny, I think was a fucking ripoff. The base, oh. game, the, the base game was less than was less than twenty hours. Really? And then, yeah, and then and then the end game was broken as fuck as soon as that game came out. And by the time they fixed it, it was Taken King. But what I did was I traded the game back in. I waited until the Taken King edition came out. I spent another 60 bucks on it. So roughly I spent about 75, 80 bucks on the game total. But I had the base game now and all this DLC. And all, with all of the DLC, the game was great. But if I just would have waited, because I didn't gain anything by playing it the first time. If I just would have waited for like the Game of the Year edition where it had everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have picked it up and it would have been fine. But then, of course, I bought the Taken King, and then five months later, Rise of Iron came out, and I spent twenty bucks on the fucking DLC for that, and I played it. It was about fifteen hours of content. I felt fine because if you think about it, it's like, oh, would I have spent that twenty dollars on a fifteen-hour indie game? Sure, you know what I mean. So, like, yeah. when it's justified, I think it's fine. But I completely agree with you that like. There are tons of companies out there that just absolutely nickel and dime their audience, and it's not fucking worth it. Or ship a broken game. Yeah, or ship broken games. The, there's some gray area in there, because yeah. I agree with the Rainbow Six Siege thing. Like, that's not an all-inclusive package. They right. do download characters, and I like that. They don't, they don't charge you, though. You know what I mean? Like, they it's, don't force you it's to It's still yeah. something you can earn through the game. Maybe that's yeah. what it comes down to. Like... All this extra like DLC and add-ons and costumes, as long as they made it fully access somehow through the game, even if you have to put in more hours than somebody that buys it or something like, like it should still be a complete game without having to pump more money. It, it takes it. out like the exclusivity of just the yeah, DLC. Yeah, I think, the, I think that's what it is. So, like yeah. the exclusivity. So are we talking like you buy a game for sixty dollars and you love it, and then they come out with. They come out with an expansion. It's twenty bucks. That should be attached to the. You're saying game. that that shouldn't be there at all. So you don't want to get to an eighty dollar well, price no, so, point with so, two. So what he's saying is, if the sixty dollar base game came out and the DLC came out, yeah. and every time you beat the base game, you got a token. If you turned in five tokens, you unlock the DLC for no, free. Okay. He'd be fine with it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Instead of oh, just to be able to access this extra content. You have to put out an extra twenty bucks, or you'll never see this. Right. Period. What I'm, yeah. what I'm if thinking, you can earn it in game. What yeah. You're saying, yeah. If I you think, can earn it yeah. in game. An expansion's fine for you. Yeah. Like even if it's like, um, yeah. I don't, I, we've been ranting on it for a while, but uh, yeah. 
I'm just trying to summarize it, I guess, real quick. Yeah, so we can move yeah. on. Okay. But I, I th- yeah, I think anything attached to any specific game should be unlocked through that initial purchase somehow. It, now, however they want to do it, like if somebody pays for it to get it early, or that same player can just earn it through achieving something in the game. That's mm-hmm. that's fine, I guess. Again, it gets in a gray area, but as long as you don't get cut out of something specific with that initial initial purchase. I don't know. I, I just like to see complete packages, and I hate how everything's fragmented. Yeah. Essentially. So it, it it's weird. Like, also, in theory, there is a way to do that. You just need to wait for the complete edition of games, as opposed to... Game of the Year. Yeah, like the Game of the Year yeah, stuff. stuff. So, like, like the Fire Fades edition, if you would have bought in just regular Dark yeah. Souls 3, you probably wouldn't have bought those two DLCs. But those two DLCs, if you really think about it, for how much fun we had playing it, I think they're both worth... I think there were only ten dollars a piece. Oh, and there's there's eight to ten hours of content in each one of those, and they were all done after the success of Dark Souls. It wasn't planned when they made it, and like certain things like that, because those DLCs came out long after. They didn't sell a season pass. That I think is the most egregious is when they sell season a season pass. pass because they're like, hey, pre-buy all of our yeah, DLC. That's true. And and we'll give you this game. So like there's uh, like there's people in Fallout 76 right now who bought this like really expensive edition of the game and they're waiting for the extra content and that game is shit dead. broken as fuck and it's dead. Dead, yeah. dead, dead. All right, Ralph, uh Steve, you kind of joined in on Harry. Yeah, cuz I I pretty much was along the the same I I got to say, I think we've reached our our mother's threshold here. And all I really want to say is um, microtransactions. Just fuck them. They're, they're done. Yeah, I, you, I you hate got, microtransactions, you got enough money. I don't think anybody likes microtransactions, unless you're like a 10-year-old kid and you've got mommy and daddy's credit card and you're just hitting that shit for... Like Fortnite. For, yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> fuck Fortnite. That's it, it, once you become a conscious human being, you would realize that microtransactions are bullshit. Yep. Um, it is bullshit. I just want to say that... Going back to the DLC thing real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, just one thing. Like, I'm thinking of uh, Far Cry 3 and, and Blood Dragon. Like, you wouldn't have shipped Far Cry 3 with Blood Dragon attached to it. And that's kind of, sort of like a standalone DLC. Like, it uses the engine and assets, and it, it changed things up. Like, it, it's a case-by-case basis. Like, mm-hmm. I will gladly pay $20 for Blood Dragon. You know what I mean? I mean, you could get that standalone, too. Yeah. Come to that, think of it. You could get that, that standalone. Okay, Blood Dragon's, like, a special example, though. Because sure. that's almost, like, a game of itself. That's what I mean. So you could have just purchased... Yeah, that it's game. standalone. Yeah. It's yeah. completely standalone. So if you didn't own Far Cry 3, you could still play Blood Dragon. Yeah, that's that's not a perfect Day example. one, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. It is a case-by-case case scenario. Some cross the line more than others. Yeah. As you said, it's a gray area. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's definitely gray area with DLC, but there's also a very much, like, there's a wrong way to do DLC and a lot of fucking companies. Yeah, that's the thing. There's not a lot of examples of Far Cry 3 and Blood Dragon where you could take the DLC and that could just be its own. Like, that is a very small percentile compared to how pretty much everything else is done. All right, guys. Um, tune in next week for the review, and we will catch you later. Yeah. Bye. Ralph has to pee. Oh, it's yeah. got to pee, pee. Stay sexy. Love you. Thank you. Stay sexy. <laughs>